Mate, how are you doing today? It is so good to have you here back on the Exponential Performance Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about getting back into your training following illness. And I want to take a look at a concept that I have termed mining for gold. Those training sessions that are awesome, those that are rubbish, and those other ones where you've just got to get down the mine grind it out looking for those little gold nuggets let's get into it welcome to the exponential performance podcast join sports scientist and performance coach maddie graham to find out how to train smarter and maximize your performance no matter who you are G'day mate, welcome back to another episode of the Exponential Performance Podcast. We're up to episode 12. It is so good to have you here listening. I hope you've had a good week and I hope your training has been going well. It's been flat out here really. One of the other hats that I wear is a strength and conditioning coach with High Performance Sport New Zealand with the New Zealand Winter Olympic Program through the Snow Sport New Zealand. And all of the athletes that I work with are back in town. And we are in the gym working hard, building up to uh, the Winter Olympic and also the Paralympics. So that is keeping me well busy. What have you been up to? Put a comment below. Let me know what you've been up to. All my YouTube crowd out there, hit that comment button. What have you guys been up to? How's your training going? What are you working towards at the moment? I'm keen to hear from you so that I can keep making this content as applicable to you as possible so that you can use it in your journey towards your goals. Just a quick note, thank you to all those people who have gone over to iTunes and left me an iTunes review and an iTunes rating. If you haven't done this, and I know there's a lot of you out there listening who haven't done this, it would be greatly appreciated if you can go over to iTunes and give me a rating and a written review. This just helps this podcast rate higher on iTunes so that it gets more listens, more downloads, and becomes more popular and becomes more sustainable into the future. So if you can head over and do that, it only takes about a minute and it would be greatly appreciated. If you are not on iTunes but you still want to help me out, do the same thing either over on Stitcher or if you're on SoundCloud or if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit that thumbs up, share this around social media, it would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, enough from me. I'm trying to keep this show nice and short today so that you can get maximal bang for your buck without having to commit too much time to listening so let's jump straight into listener Q&A where I have a question about getting back into training after illness here it is Hi Matt, it's Duncan Boyd here from South Africa again. Um, busy trying to recover from a cold, so the question that I want to ask is how should one go about getting back into training after being sick for a while? Obviously my training's taken a bit of a knock, but uh, yeah, I'd like to know roughly what um, what you should be doing to get back into it after being off sick and everything. Should you should you uh, 
just jump straight back in the boat or ease into it slowly. Thanks. All right, Duncan. Thanks for your question, mate. So what do we do when we've been sick? Obviously, you ideally want to prevent illness from happening, but as life is, it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. So what are we going to do when we're getting back into training following illness? Well, what we want to do is we don't want to just jump back into where we left off. That's a very, very bad idea. So here's a few guidelines for you to follow. So we're going to talk about above neck symptoms and below neck symptoms. So above neck symptoms are things like runny nose, head cold, uh, you know, headache, uh, blocked up nose, that sort of thing. Below neck symptoms are anything in the chest, whether it be like a, a chesty cough, mucus, hacking, that sort of thing, pain in the chest when you're coughing, those are below neck symptoms. Now, below neck symptoms are far more serious than above neck symptoms because they can indicate that you're, you know, getting some infection, you know, down in your lower respiratory tract, such as, you know, in your lungs, which is what we want to avoid because they can turn into, you know, lung infections and, you know, turns into all sorts of problems. So, as a little bit of a recommendation, we don't want to get back into training if we still have symptoms below the neck. We don't want to get back into training just yet. Ideally, you want to wait one day after your below neck symptoms have disappeared, and then it's time to start getting back into the swing of things. Now, the key thing is build up slowly. Build up slowly. Everyone's going to be slightly different, but we want to focus on building up slowly. So if you have been off training for somewhere between one to five days, which most people will in terms of a standard cold or you know flu, will be off for around about one to five days depending on the severity. So when you get back into training, what you need to be doing is reducing your training volume by about 10 to 20%. 10 to 20%. So you're about 80 to 90% of your total training volume. So let for, let's for argument's sake say you had a 60 minute training session planned um, and it's your first day back into training after the you know disappearance of your below neck symptoms. You waited a day, bang, you're back into it. So if it was an interval session, I would highly recommend not doing the intervals and just going for a zone one to zone two. So that's sort of like your active recovery to steady state um, sort of effort. And if we're following that 10 to 20% reduction in training load, um, and it was a 60-minute section, let's call it uh, 15%, go right in the middle there. So it would be approximately a 50-minute session. So I'd just take it nice and easy, nice and steady, see how the body responds to getting back into the swing of things. On day number two, Again, we're following that 10 to 20% rule. Let's say again, we do have another 60-minute session plan. We'll drop that back again to maybe, maybe this time we'll go to 55 minutes. So we're slowly building up. And from there, we can start to maybe try some stride outs if we're running or if we're riding, maybe go and, and climb a wee hill. See if that increase in intensity, that increased load, See how that increase in load tests your body. If you find yourself, you know, hacking up, you know, 
coughing up a lung or you know feeling just completely average then dial it back down keep it steady but just slowly building it up again and then for day number three we should be starting to ramp almost back up to a hundred percent of where we were if during this time your below the neck symptoms come back then you want to rest and recover again so that's if your sickness has been one to five days if your sickness has been six to ten days so it's been a prolonged illness what you want to do is you want to drop your training load by about 30 to 40 percent and this is because you've been off longer so you've obviously been sicker so drop that training load by about 30 to 40 percent and build back to 100 percent by about 15 to 20 percent each day and you can do that in terms of time or if you're training using distance you can use distance but i would highly recommend using time because distance changes depending on terrain wind conditions that sort of thing so i'll say that again if you've been sick for uh, six to ten days so it's blowing out over that week mark to a couple of weeks and you've been relatively sick what i would highly suggest is getting back into your training but starting at about 30 to 40 percent down on your original training load and building back up gradually by about 10 to 15 percent of your training load per day so once you finally get back into your you know full training load after about four to five days hopefully you're good to go again just a note often um, you know obviously you get sick at all times of the year but often it's most prevalent during winter if you are going to be training in cold conditions very cold air then wearing a face mask or wearing a buff can help protect your respiratory mucous membranes down in your chest from getting aggravated and causing that cough or just causing them any undue inflammation uh, while they're recovering so if you are having problems in the cold air cover up that mouth cover up that nose to try and humidify the air a little bit so that that cold air is not aggressive on those um, mucous membranes so there you go Duncan I hope that helps answer your question I'm, I'm sorry this question's probably come a little late for you because it was asked um, about a week or so ago so you're probably back in the boat and cranking it again but if you get sick again, uh, that's what I would highly recommend that you do. The key thing is just build yourself back into it slowly. Those guidelines just give you a nice framework to work on. You can always do it by field, slowly building yourself back into it. But do not just jump into it where you left off and start smashing yourself because your body will still be in recovery mode even though the symptoms have all but gone. If you get back into things before all of the symptoms are gone, then you're either one, going to go backwards because you're still ill, or two, you're just going to prolong your recovery, or potentially three, you're just going to take a little bit longer to build back into things. So at the end of the day, listen to your body, don't be stupid, and build back into it slowly. There you go. Listen to Q&A, done. Now we're going to jump into lessons from life and we're going to start mining for gold. (music) 
In this segment of Lessons From Life, I want to talk about a concept I term mining for gold. Now, I picked up this concept from track and field coach slash strength and conditioning guru Dan John, um, and I instantly related it to the work that I do in endurance sport and the athletes that I work with. Now, Dan John, if you don't know him, he is from the States. He's a bit of a strength uh, strength training guru. I follow him a lot with the work that I do um, and when I have my strength and conditioning coach hat on with the work that I do for High Performance Sport New Zealand. This concept came from one of his books called Never Let Go. I'll post a link to the book in the show notes. It is a really good read. It has very little to do with uh, actual endurance training, like it is a very specific strength uh, book, but there are little gold nuggets all the way through it that you can relate to you know, any form or mode of training. So the idea is that he talks about is that in any block of five training sessions, you'll have one amazing training session where, you know, you might go out there and nail, you know, a, a, a bunch of king of the mountain uh, times on Strava. You may have personal best paces, powers. You just feel super strong. Everything clicks. Uh, and, you know, you're convinced that you should go down to the local high-performance Olympic training facility and put your name down for the next Olympics. Everything just goes well. So you have one really good session, that gold session. Then you have one terrible training session. And it's so rubbish, you wonder why you even do this sport at all. It makes you question the why. We've all had them. You know, often they start off while you're getting ready for your training session and you can't find your heart rate strap. You can't find your favorite pair of socks or shorts. You might go out and jump on your bike and you got a flat tire and you spend the next 10 minutes changing it, you know, as the kids scream at you. <laughs> uh, and once you finally do get going, you know, you can't climb, you've got no energy, you feel fat, you feel flat, you feel sluggish. Everything just stacks up against you and you're just questioning why on earth you would keep going on with, you know, training. And these sessions are usually the ones that knock your confidence for a six. And I've had so many athletes call me up saying, you know, this training session that I just did was so terrible. You know, I don't think there's any point signing up for this race or, you know, I probably should just give up because it was terrible. So you've had one amazing standout training session, the gold. You've had one rubbish one. And then what does that leave? That leaves three other training sessions and these other training sessions are the type of training sessions that you just you know punch in punch out they're nothing special they're just grinding it out down the mine mining for the gold you're just in there getting it done and the concept of mining for gold relates to training so so much on so many different levels you know When you're down the mine searching for that gold, it's just a daily grind. You get a few glimpses of that gold to keep you going, but most of the time it's just the daily grind, nothing overly special. And then some days are just completely terrible and it makes the those average days, you know, seem even worse almost. In my experience, 
you know you can extrapolate this out for endurance athletes who tend to train a few more than say five days a week so if you say you've got six or seven sessions within the week you know I would still say that you've probably got one gold session in there somewhere one really terrible session and then you know potentially four to five of just the 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 daily grind down the mine there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason or specific order that these that these gold sessions show up and the key thing is to not get too hung up if you're not having really key training sessions because it'll be sometimes during say different training phases such as your base training phase you may not have a really awesome training session for say longer than this five or seven day period you may just have a bunch of these clock in clock out nine to five type training sessions however during your speed phase when you're starting to get a little sharpness in there you're starting to push the pace a bit and things are starting to come together this is where you can really start to have these gold sessions and potentially even on a more regular basis than you know the old one and five and sometimes those rubbish sessions just roll all into one week by the by the feel of it sometimes so have a think back to your training back to your mining experience can you pinpoint those days that are pure gold that you just feel like they are so awesome everything comes together can you pinpoint those days that are just completely terrible and can you relate to the metaphor of just punching in going down the mine grinding it out nothing overly specials happen but you know that you've just taken a small step further towards hitting that gold just a little bit just move some more pay dirt push a little harder swing that pick a little more moving gradually towards those gold nuggets what i would suggest is that you have a look at your key gold sessions and do a little bit of reverse engineering what happened around these sessions that made them so good often you'll find that around these sessions specific things came together and often they're not actually physical things physically a lot of things didn't actually change but mentally they did you went into the session with a good mindset you went into the session with the thought that you're going to really push yourself, that you're going to dig a little deeper, that you're going to you know, push the pace on some of the hills. The same thing with those rubbish training sessions. Have a look at those in a little bit detailed. What happened the day before those rubbish sessions? Sometimes it's just fatigue. Sometimes it's just fatigue. And that is part of the process. So don't get too hung up when you have really bad training sessions. Don't overanalyze them because sometimes they are just part of the process but have a think about it is there anything that you could have done to improve them was it just the situation that got you into a negative headspace or are they actually a warning sign that you do need a bit of extra recovery have a think about it and finally i'd say with those daily grind sessions those clock in clock out just get down to the mind and grind it out have a think about how you can start clocking up little mental wins for yourself to make those daily grind training sessions seem not so bad. Those little wins that you can pick out of it. 
Maybe it's getting out into, you know, your favorite track that you really enjoy. Or, you know, giving yourself a little bit of a treat after the training session as a bit of a well done. Any of those little things, feeling a little stronger. Any of those little things that help you get little mental wins as you go will help add up to make those that daily grind not so hard down the mind. When you chuck on your headlamp, head down into the dirt, into the dark, into the dust, and mine for those little gold nuggets. So there you have it. We're keeping it short today. We're keeping it compact so that you can keep getting the good information and in a little bit more of an easily digestible form. If you've got any questions in the future, let me know. If you want to hear any specific topics covered, send me an email. I will include them. If you want a specific question answered, head over to the Exponential Performance Coaching website and send me a voice message and I'll get those answered for you. But for now, get out there and train hard. Get down that mine. Get stuck into it. Start digging for those gold nuggets. But remember, most importantly, train smart. Mm -hmm.